If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. Happy Thursday to everyone in the sports universe. It is December the 2nd, 2021. This is the AM Drive on 12-Ounce Sports. We are live. For Aaron Crouch, I am Michael Carbillas. Aaron, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fine. Anything on your mind? Mm, just ready for this uh, football game tonight. I know that's one of the things we'll talk about, but uh, you know, it's this is a this is a hard game to handicap. So I think I got a good pick here. I dig it. I think I do too. But I have a feeling we're going to be different. I don't know why. That's just how the show rolls. We just might be right. This show and really this segment is presented by Pick'em Wars. Make picks against the spread every week to win real cash prizes. Pick'em Wars is 100% free to play, which makes it that much better. Compete against friends and us here at the AM Drive for the ultimate bragging rights. www.pickemwars.com slash fly to support the show. That's pickemwars.com slash F-L-Y. Flying here on the AM Drive. And Aaron, any last words on Pick'em Wars? Uh, no, make sure you sign up again with that pickemwars.com slash fly and... Make sure you play all the uh, contests. I'm, I'm getting inching ever so closer to cash money here. Hopefully we can get some a little bit here in this week. Yeah, I thought I was good, but I was like, oh, here comes a betting guy again. Just <laughs> falling right past me. Let's get to a game I like to call bad to really bad, Miami Heat edition. I don't like talking about this, but I have to. So the Miami Heats um, have had a really good season so far. Um, we all know they traded for Kyle Lowry, and everything has just looked, you know, really good. But then the those bastard tampering rules. You, you just can't win with these guys. Apparently the Miami Heat supposedly, allegedly, contacted Kyle. I don't know who the crap finds this information out. But I would like to know who says, hey, let me see your phone. Let me go back to this day. It, I, I've never understood. Maybe those emails. But I feel like if you go through someone's, I don't know, it's just weird how they, how they find stuff out. The Miami Heat went on Instagram and said, well, we don't agree. We're moving on with our season. And then literally less than 12 hours later, I get news of Bam out of Bayou, our star forward who makes really our offense run sometime, a lot of times. And he's out four to six weeks with thumb surgery. Aaron, first of all, what is your thoughts on the Miami Heat getting docked a second-round draft pick? I feel like that's a pretty big deal in basketball. So I'm going to disagree with you because I feel like second-round picks are largely irrelevant with the exception of the Draymond Green, the Isaiah Thomas. Like, every once in a while, a second-round pick can contribute and become things, but largely they're throwaway picks. So my thought process in this is if you actually are trying to penalize somebody from tampering, second-round pick isn't going to do it. But at the same time, like, what is tampering? So if the teams tamper, quote unquote, we have an issue with it. But when these players are literally just persuading their friends to come, that that doesn't. So I don't understand. Is that doesn't matter because they're not a team executive, or you know, I don't know. This whole tampering thing just really doesn't. I mean, the teams and the leagues in every league do this all the time. I guess it's just you. The bad ones leave a paper trail. Is this what it is? Yeah, I've never understood that either. Like, why do we, once we find out, yeah, we're going to get you. But like you said, everybody does it. Like, and like you said, why do we, like, punish people for saying, hey, do you want to come play with me next year? Sure, I'll do that. Like, why does that matter? What is in the contract that's saying that, that, that that's not possible? Well, we've got a couple of guys, like, I've seen it over the course of, of a time. Like, Magic Johnson was, I think he was talking... I don't remember who he was talking about, but he went on Jimmy Kimmel or one of the late night shows and he was like, yeah, we'd love, uh, you know, uh, to act player X to come over, but we can't, you know, do this publicly. But I would be saying this, you know, 
wink, wink, wink. We really love, and then not a word, but I feel like, uh, I can't remember which team it was. This is obviously making for riveting story, but, um, well, I mean, look at just these, these, uh, these two teams, you know, they, they got popped for whatever. We don't even know what the actual extent of the investigation concluded, but I mean, we saw Mark, uh, Magic Johnson on TV. I want to say it might've been LeBron. I want to say it might've been LeBron when they were trying to recruit LeBron. And I remember a big, big thing coming out. Whoa, is this tampering? And ultimately nothing really happened to him. So it's like, how do we determine who gets the slap on the wrist and who doesn't? Because Magic Johnson can literally go on national television and quote unquote tamper. But by the same token, I'm okay with everything that happened. What the, what these two teams did, Chicago, Miami, and what Magic Johnson did. Like, Hey, look, this is just how it is. When you allow player empowerment and free agency to exist, who cares about the early period? Do you really believe that when free agency starts on whatever day it does and, you know, Gordon Hayward signs a five-year, $100 million deal on 1201, do you really think that they took 60 seconds to make that deal? No. Exactly. So what are we trying to accomplish here? I don't understand it. I'm with you. And we said early period, no offense to any females out there, just saying. Um, No, but no kidding. But you're completely right. It was a joke, fool. That was a bad one. (laughs) Thank you. But you're completely right, though. Like, I don't get how, in a player empowerment era, the NBA still wants to have somewhat control. Is this them just having, trying to have big you-know-whats and they just don't have them anymore? Well, this ain't it if you're trying to swing a big stick. This ain't it right here. I don't disagree with the the notion of a – and not being able to consult with players in an or you know what they're classifying as early free agent negotiations because nobody believes that you know like I said when Gordon Hayward or LeBron James signs a deal you know free agency opens at twelve oh one and LeBron James has a deal by twelve oh seven nobody in the world believes that LeBron James and Los Angeles Lakers sat there for all of six minutes and concocted this negotiation like we don't believe that so what are you what are you trying to oh you can't talk early. But six minutes into free agency, we've got signings. So, I mean, that's that's uh, what's his face is Woj's big biggest day of this year is free agency when it opens. So, I just I don't know. It, it, the the NBA doesn't know what they want. I mean, they want to have this notion that they're a player empowered league, but they don't really want to lose that power. So it, it creates weird scenarios like taking second round picks from people. And I mean, I don't know. It's just a weird one. Like to me, like. If you're going to allow the, the free agency period to just open up with mass transactions, what's the difference here that you discussed a you know a deal with Kyle Lowry and then send him in a sign and trade? And the same with uh, who was the other guy, the, the Chicago, um, the Ball uh, kid, oh, Lonzo. Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Um, you know what difference does it make? They have they've executed a sign and trade for these teams, which obviously means that. The Pelicans and who was Lowry with? The Raptors? Yep. Which obviously means they were involved as well. So why is there no punishment to them? Because their superstar got traded away? I mean, if you're already negotiating with the Pelicans and the Raptors, that means they're negotiating stuff early as well. So why is Miami and Chicago the only ones on the hook for this? I'm not sure. I'll put it this way. I think Bam out of Bayou News is bad, though, from the Miami Heat. Um yeah, if you say he's, you know, if you say he's a big part of the offense, I believe you. Four to six weeks is tough, uh, tough pill to swallow. And they're, I mean, they're they're what middle of the pack in the East. There, like, like third five or, four. or six. Uh, right now, they're the five seed. Yeah, but I mean, we've actually been doing pretty well, and Bam is running the point for us a lot of times. So it's going to be hard. I mean, Butler is going to have to really step up, and I don't know if he can do that. We'll see. You're gonna miss. You're gonna lose eighteen and ten a game. So we'll see what happens. Well, better in Chicago, maybe. Marcus Stroman is signed with the Chicago Cubs. Any quick thoughts on this? Um. Yeah, I don't understand it quite. So if it's if it's chasing the money, then absolutely go for it. <laughs> but I mean, they've literally blown up the entire core last year with Schwarber. Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo are all gone. So, I mean, if it's about money, congratulations uh, to Marcus Stroman, but they're not competing next year, that's for sure. Fair enough. If you like this talking about the organizations and their um, conflicting interests here and their 
Weird stuff. You're going to love our next segment when we talk about the MLB lockouts and no expansion in college football playoff for a while. Hmm. That segment was presented by pickamores.com slash fly. We'll be right back to the AM Drive on 12 Ounce Sports. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickemwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me, you look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. are gearing up at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear. From all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. All right, and welcome back to the AM Drive here on this Thursday morning, December 2nd, and we are presented by Fanatics. Visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the F. You know why, Mike? Why? Because they have every team, every league, and they have the deals to make sure you and your sports fans in your life are covered. Please, once again, shop MikeAndAaronDrive.com and click the F when shopping for Fanatics. It helps out the program tremendously. Thank you for your support and pick up your gear from Fanatics today. Aaron, I want to say before we get into this segment, um, just talking about the MLB lockout and no playoff expansion, I want to say that Fanatics also has National League Lacrosse deal. And I thought it was appropriate that we say on air, congratulations to Cody Jansen of 12 on Sports for getting an ESPN Plus slash TSN deal to broadcast the Saskatchewan Rush. I want to give him a big applause, a big thank you, and a big happy wishes for every from as he expands his career. I thought that was a great thing to hear. Yeah, that is right on. I mean, not only do we, you know, are they a part of Fanatics, but we also want to give him a vice golf clap for that. Congratulations to Cody. Runs a great show, World Hockey Report, and um, I know he's going to add this to his ever-growing, extensive, awesome resume. So you're right. It's nice to know. Uh, 
So people, you said you uh, needed connections. Now you get in the lacrosse league. I actually, it's funny because Cody told me to check that one out. I ended up liking the Georgia Swarm, but I think for Cody's sake, I might have to start liking the Rush. So this NLL, are they going to be in Canada and, and the U.S.? Yeah, they've actually got quite a few teams in the U.S. I know Georgia Swarm have won one or two championships. Yeah, I know Cody talked to me about potentially there's one coming to Vegas, but I don't know what the timeline yeah. on that is. I don't, I should be, I wonder if they have a name of that. Yeah, so maybe we can talk about that maybe tomorrow. Maybe one of these days coming up because I know we got a lot of football the next couple of days, but hey. Maybe when we have Cody on, we'll pick his brain about this stuff because that's it's all new to me. So Pick his brain, but not his nose. All right. MLB. I can't, I can't reach his nose. Right, I can't do it. Okay, MLB lockouts. And Aaron, this is just an ugly look for baseball. We had all this free agency stuff going on. And then it took these idiots seven minutes to find out it's not going to happen. Yeah, so this one, um, you know, you asked, is this going to be a big deal? Is this going to get worse? And the answer really right now as it stands is maybe. I know that's not the definitive tone that anyone's looking for. Depending on who you ask, <clears throat> you know, the players will probably say, the players association probably say, well, we plan for it to get worse if our demands aren't met. And we haven't had an official work stoppage in almost uh, almost 30 years. I think 1994 was the last work stoppage. And we lost the whole season and didn't even have a World Series. So and some it, fans get pissed off too. Well, like I say before, when we talk about these steroid guys and we talk about the 1998 home run chase, like the 1994 strike really turned a lot of people off to baseball. And baseball is back at that kind of slippery edge where – if they actually legitimately have a work stoppage, they could lose a lot of casual fans and regular fans alike. Now, does the MLBPA have a beef with some things? Absolutely, I 100 uh, Most notably for me is service time. And it's the ability to basically suppress a superstar and pay them at deeper discounts until they reach what we believe they believe is their prime, which is, 30 years old, which we all know based on the big contracts that we've seen, that never really works out. Yep. So you're actually almost suppressing the quote unquote middle class of free agency. You know, you have the stars who do play well into their 30s. You have the the young guys who are starting to get little, you know, bigger contracts. We just talked about Wander Franco and guys like that. But the problem is a lot of people see the big guys getting the big deals at any point in their career, Mike Trout's, Wander Franco's, these. This isn't the everyday baseball player. It's the same we've had with the NFL negotiations. You know, oh, Aaron Rodgers makes $35 million, 45, Patrick Mahomes makes 45. But he doesn't, he's not the common football player. Yep. So, and normally I don't really take a side in some of these occasions, but in, in the case of this specific topic, I think service time manipulation needs to go and it needs to come down. And I'm all for the players getting larger contracts earlier. However, at the end of the day, if this thing drags out, it turns off a lot of people because it's billionaires arguing with millionaires. Yeah, I read that um, on this article on Yahoo Sports that it seems that the owners start this first and then it ends up the players, I guess, will follow if it, if it gets worse. It's just... Well, I mean, the other, players have nowhere to go. So it's not like, if the right. owners won't let you play baseball, there's nowhere you can go, at least in the MLB. Right. It, it makes me pissed off because, like you said, it is billionaires arguing with millionaires. Aaron, I don't think this will be as bad as the strike back then. But people are already – nobody's watching baseball right now. I mean, the other people watching baseball, yes, the, we get it. The Lou Gamlins. Um, maybe you watch baseball. I mean, there's people who watch baseball still. But no, it do, it's not like it used to be maybe even 10 years ago. It's no, just not. That's fair. Their but, marketing sucks and everything just sucks with them. And I feel like it's just it's just an awful situation. Like one of these, why do you want more money, people? I just want to know why they want more money. That's all I want to know. Well, the players always look at it, 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 you know, in any business, the workers always look at a situation and say, this is what I provide to your product. This is the reason why you are making this much money. I feel that I should be entitled to more of it. So um, 
I can understand that notion, but by the other notion of capitalism, look, I take a risk by providing a product to, you know, like, like I said, like you said, if fans don't watch, if baseball TV contracts don't get renegotiated, that all that risk is on the owners. That's not on the player. So it's, it's, it's the basic concept of business. The owner assumes all the risk. Therefore, the actual profit margin should be higher. The players don't agree with that. And it's the classic case of workers versus management. It's, it's going to happen in any business you have. It's why other companies and businesses go on strike. It's not that the union, the players union doesn't have, doesn't, ex- it's not that the union expects to get everything on their wish list, but they're going to try to shoot for the moon and, and fall amongst the stars. You know, uh, service time, higher contracts. Uh, I think this, the union also wants a salary floor. That way, these teams who are just tanking and not spending money every year, Marlins, sometimes the Rays, sometimes you know other teams like the Royals, I mean, the, the Twins sometimes are in that. So uh, they tank and they don't spend money and they bring in all the revenue because uh, these teams also have revenue sharing. Don't forget about that. The revenue sharing is a big thing as well. So the revenue is supposed to be implemented or put back into your team to make them competitive. So I think with the revenue sharing implemented with a salary floor, I think you can start to see, um, uh, you know, teams start to have to spend more money on guys, which in turn obviously makes player salaries better because we're not worried about the Mike Trouts, the Bryce Harpers, the even all the guys we talked about, the Max Scherzers. We're not worried about those guys of the world. We're worried about the Joey Wendells who are signing, you know, minimum deals to go play, continue to play baseball. It's the first guy that came off my head. He's just not an overpaid player. But, um, you know, in terms of if you're trying to pitch this to the fan, you got nothing for me. Like I said, I'm never going to feel bad for any millionaire who argues with a billionaire. Sorry. Also never feel bad for any baseball player who thinks that their market is that big. Like, it's just not, pal. Well, is that... I hate telling people this, but if no one's watching your sport, the reason why sports players get paid a lot of money. You can't say no one is watching the sport. The contracts are bigger than ever. Just because you don't watch baseball, you're one of 325 million people, Mike. Are are ratings down? Absolutely. But they're still making enough money. They're making a lot of money. They can do that. But these players' contracts are already huge anyways. Whatever. That's not my problem. In, In a world where there is no salary cap, I don't care what they sign them for. They're on the hook to pay them. The the last thing I wanted to get, because I think this is actually the most interesting, and if it passes, could be huge for a lot of these players that are better than um, than the, their paycheck is. Uh, the, what the union wants is an overhaul of free agency years that when the players go to arbitration, instead of having to argue their stats and ball, you know, going across the algorithm for arbitration is based on war, the wins above replacement. Now, if you have a guy who just plays out of his mind, he's going to get paid. And that's maybe fair because arbitration doesn't necessarily benefit the player. That's the one I'm curious to see if there's a complete overhaul of pre pre free agency years. If the um, service time doesn't go down, if service time goes down. They may not worry about this war algorithm. Or they may some find a way to do both. I'm not sure. These are the two uh, concerns, I guess you could call them, that I'm most interested to see how they get rectified. Since, since um, I have a question. So do you think this will is going to get worse in your mind? I know you said maybe, but be real with the people here. Would I you mean, think it's worse? What do you define as worse? I mean, a work stoppage. No, I don't think we'll have a work stoppage. Fair enough. And I can tell you that the belief... Now I could be wrong, but if the if the owners don't believe there'll be a work stoppage, we will see um, the free agency start to pick up again. Because right now there's no no transactions in terms of um, in terms of that stuff. So if that starts picking up again, then um, everything the off season will continue under what we had as a collective bargaining agreement and then i believe that that would mean the players association is more apt to come together and reach a new contract fair enough there's enough talk about baseball for me that's just a it's just a slimy topic i don't like it i don't like that people think they need more money when their ratings are falling it just doesn't make any sense to me so i i mean i know now will your brother be impacted by this at all 
like like later on in the next couple of years? I mean, he would have to make professional baseball, but I don't. Is think Is he so. doing well though? How's he doing? Well, he hasn't started in college yet, so. Fair enough. Well, shout out to your brother, and I know you mentioned him before on the show. I know he watches sometimes, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, when he does make it to the bigs, he can uh, make a lot of money really quickly. Fair enough. How about no expansion? Um, we've talked about the expansion part of this before. I mean, I don't. I'm getting so. I hate talking about this right here because I feel like I just wish these these guys would be. I just wish they would die. I mean, I don't know what else to say. But I wish the I wish these eighty year old dudes to get together and talk about where like just shut up and do what people want us to do. But why do why do these guys meet to find out nothing? It turns out if they don't if they meet again in January, nothing is still decided. We have to wait another three freaking years to find out that Alabama's still going to make it every year. <laughs> I it well, just it's so stupid. I hate supporting a sport that does this crap. It's so annoying. They know what fans want. They just don't care. Well, the the issue is, and if I understand this, this this meeting was like eight minutes long. Yes. So, I mean, it probably pretty much went, you know, hey, you all know why we're here. This is, uh, you know, going to be a discussion on if we believe that college football should be having an expanded playoff. And it must be unanimous. And somebody went, nope. And they're like, all right, well, we'll see you later. later. Weren't we talking about that guy from West Virginia who's a, a real big, a real old guy who was like, I'm, I'm never voting for expansion, despite the fact that his team is, you know, it, it might Crash. hurt his team. Six and six, yeah. I just meant his conference is going to get hurt too by by OU and Texas losing. I mean, let's not well, sugarcoat it. I know that UCF is going into the Big 12, but let's not let's not sugarcoat the fact that OU and Texas were the, you know, the anchor stores for this conference. It's so sad because when you look at the way that this expansion thing is, everyone in their system, even players, I'm sure, know this has to happen. We can't get eight teams. Like, forget 12. 12 and 16 would be nice. But eight teams? Really? These guys are so they're so sickening. I, I cannot explain the reason, which is why I asked you this, Aaron. If you were to give me a good reason – Let's say from their kind of perspective, what would it be as to why this is okay? Because I can't think of one. Um, the only thing I can think of is is revenue sharing. Because right now, I mean, the SEC, if I'm the SEC, I would never vote for expansion. Mm. Because for whatever reason, ESPN and the rest of the country love my conference. They think my conference is head and shoulders above every other player or every other conference. And like you said, no matter what my second best team like Alabama can do, I still have a chance to get two, maybe even three teams in the playoffs sometimes. So why would I ever want to expand at the moment? If I'm a you know commissioner like the Pac-12, or even obviously like the you know if I'm it, it all depends on who's who's on this committee. I know that you know sometimes it's athletic directors, sometimes it's chancellors, sometimes it's you know, uh, commissioners of entire conferences. Like if I'm an FBS commissioner for anybody except maybe the Big Ten and SEC, I feel like I have to vote for expansion because it, it gives my um, it gives my conference an opportunity for exposure. I mean, if you're the G5s, you're obviously voting for expansion. That's that should be a no brainer. But if I'm if I'm a Big 12 commissioner, why would I not be voting for expansion? Because it's looking likely I'm not going to be, if I'm Big 12 or Pac-12, I'm not going to be in the playoff. And this, you know, other than OU, I don't think any other Big 12 team, and I think other than Oregon, no other Pac-12 team has ever been in this playoff. I feel like what, what this is, God, I don't know if I'm thought. Um, I, what I feel like this is, is that like the playoff, if you're like an SEC person, maybe you don't want to expand it because you're going to get exposed. If this thing goes to 12 or 16 teams, more SEC teams, we're going to realize other teams might actually be pretty good too. Well, yeah, like and said. like you look at you look at a year like this. So let's say uh, – let me try to find the rankings here, uh, just the AP rankings, not the selection committee, um, just because I don't have – I, I have this one right on me here. But if we had a 16-team 16, 16 playoff, we would have one, two – Three, we would have three teams. I thought we had four teams, but no. Oh, that's right. Texas A&M lost. Um, 
we would have three teams in the playoffs. Now, do we really believe that Ole Miss is a legitimate contender? There's a there's a there's a small chance that they could lose to a Baylor. I mean, if eight played nine, if that's the way they did it, or however they want to do it, there's a small chance that they could, you know, Ole Miss could lose to a Baylor team. And in other years, if if Texas A&M was still up there, like you're right. While we believe they may put more SEC teams in, that may be a flaw for the SEC to say, hey, look, we want you to continue thinking we're a power power conference when we're really not. See, by keeping it at four, the SEC finds a way to say, hey, we're still good because of narrative and, and reputation. I guarantee you that thing goes – if it goes past eight, I guarantee you SEC teams start losing. Well, and not only that, I mean, right now as it stands, we probably believe that the SEC is the only team that ever really deserves two teams in the playoff. Yeah. Whether whether that's true or not, we that's the that's the, that's the country's narrative. The SEC is the best conference, and if anybody deserves two teams in the playoff, it's the SEC. Sad thing is, it's actually the Big Ten this year, which makes it even worse. And no, I live in Georgia, by the way, folks. Depends on your Georgia view of Ohio State. State. Depends uh, on your view of Ohio State, but that's but fair. But still, I mean, Ohio State was really good. Oh, well. We got to go to commercial break. Well, that was presented by Fanatics, MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Click the F, please, and thank you. We write back. When we come back, we're talking college coaching again. Marcus Freeman, congrats to you. We'll be right back to the AM Drive on Swan Sports. Sports? Do you like free money? You're going to be watching the game anyway. So join us at pickemwars.com to play. Weekly NFL and NCAA contests are live right now. Play free at pickemwars.com. This is Popple, the next generation business card. With just a tap, your Popple instantly shares your digital business card to both iPhone and Android devices. The best part? The other person doesn't need an app or a Popple to receive your info. To pop your info, tap your Popple to the top of an iPhone, the center of an Android, or just scan your in-app QR code. And just like that, all your info is saved to their phone. More connections, more leads, more sales. That's Popple. Download our free app and get your Popple today. One of the challenges that most guys have is they don't know how to dress. But a lot of guys confuse business casual with ripped jeans and t-shirts. You have to dress for the role that you want, not for the role that you have. Buttercloth is the perfect blend between comfort and casual style, but the key word is style. It's like butter. It's so comfortable. You feel like you're wearing a t-shirt. You're business casual, but you look professional. I love the comfort. Another thing I love about Buttercloth is the collars. They come with collar stays. This shirt is the most comfortable material you will ever try and still look professional with a collar. Listen to me. You look great, you're comfortable, and it's the new standard for casual. Aren't you the vice golf guy? Yeah, you want an autograph? Uh, yeah. Actually, I was just wondering if the balls are any good. The balls are amazing. You look like a pro plus guy. I thought you'd never ask. It's actually better than my old ball. And it's half the price. Top performing golf ball, half the price. It's almost stealing. Quit searching the globe and get your high performing golf balls at vicegolf.com. Twelve Ounce Sports has a new home for betting. BetUS.com is the official place to place your bets and support 12 Ounce Sports. All you have to do is go to BetUS.com and type in the promo code 120Z and you'll instantly get a deposit bonus. This is America's favorite sports book. And remember, always gamble responsibly. at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and players you love. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Welcome back to the AM Drive here on Swan Sports. It is Thursday. Aaron, how do you like the show so far today? 
I think it's great. We got a little baseball talk in, some college football, which I know we're going to continue with. And, uh, you know, always love to talk basketball. Right. Um, I, I, I want to let people know that if they run a small, if they, I would say small podcast. If you run a podcast. It be a small podcast. That's fair enough. If you run a podcast or a small business, it's hard spreading the word. You got friends that want to check it out, but will they? I hope so. I have friends, and this is not helping your uh, your ad read here, but <laughs> I have friends who always ask about the podcast, always check in on us, and I tell them, and I I hit the I have a popple keychain, I hit them with the popple keychain, and they're just enamored with it. So uh, it's a pretty cool thing. So um, your friends, I don't know, maybe they won't check it out, but my friends seem to be interested. It's like a magic wand, right? It's, it seems that way. Bam. And they don't even have to have Popple to do so. Right. Which makes it, which makes it incredible. Um, so use the code AM driving all caps for 20% off on popl.co. Um, great little thing. I wish my card would come in already, but Hey, Soon, that was a schmuck. Well, I'm going <laughs> little five seconds of silence here for a yawn. My goodness. Oh, Stella's still fighting Irish. Notre Dame has promoted their defensive coordinator per Aaron, our source here. Marcus Freeman to head coach. I'm kidding. Aaron T said that that was going to happen, and lo and behold, it did. Aaron, I think this is a great hire because when, when you brought up that name the other day, hold on, go ahead and talk about it. I'm tired. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, Marcus Freeman here, it seems like it's all happening so fast for him. And I know that's a lot of reason why people didn't believe some of the people didn't believe he'd be the next head coach. But, you know, like we talked about, was it yesterday or two days ago? Like, I think it was yesterday. You know, the, the, the guys here in this program love him. Everything has gone well for him so far. Everything's coming up free, uh, Freeman here. I, I think it's a good promotion. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, but what about Luke Fickle? You know, I mean, it's no disrespect to Luke Fickle. I think the the natural order of progression really would say that Luke Fickle is a candidate for the Oklahoma job. More so than Notre Dame, I think the Brian Kelly connection where he came from Cincinnati and went to Notre Dame is a lot of the reason why people believed it was just going to be Luke Fickle here. And, That's so lame. And now everything's not finalized yet because there's a big formal vetting process when you're becoming the coach of Notre Dame. I don't know if you remember this back in the day, but George O'Leary uh, wasn't exactly truthful on his resume and ultimately ended up losing the position of Notre Dame head coach. Uh, which actually worked out for UCF because he then became the UCF head coach and the rest is, the rest is history. But uh, as far as Freeman goes, he's got all the tools. He's a really good defensive mind. He's been recruiting like heck on, um, you know, for Notre Dame. Obviously, they are so close to the playoff. So it's not like he's inheriting a bare cupboard here. And a lot of it's what he did. So with Brian Kelly leaving, I it looks like based on everything I'm reading, a lot of the players are going to stay committed to Notre Dame because they committed with Marcus Freeman. So hmm. it looks like he's the best candidate to come in and continue his work rather than a guy like Luke Fickle or even Urban Meyer. And not saying Urban Meyer wouldn't be bad for this job. The guy's a genius everywhere he goes in college football. <laughs> the book's still out in the NFL. But um, I ultimately think the, the within hire was the best uh, opportunity for Notre Dame to continue to just keep rolling instead of having to re-energize and redevelop their personality at Notre Dame football. So congratulations. Like I said, it's not completely, completely finalized yet, but congratulations to Marcus Freeman. And not just because I felt like he was the best candidate and I called it. I think a lot of people believe he was probably the best candidate to take this job. I did too. I think the Notre Dame defense has been really good. Their offense has not been their defense has been has been very good the last couple of years, and I'm pretty sure that's when he's been there. They've had a lot of good draft prospects, a lot of good linebackers, so they've they've had a good team, and I think he's the reason for that. Now they've the only thing tough I, team. The only thing I can wonder is how much they actually looked for college coaches. Like there was a, I was listening to, I forget who I was listening to, but uh, they were talking about like the situation here. Luke Fickle's name obviously has come up, and it will continue to come up, and. The problem is, is like with this early, you know, you know, like Brian Kelly jumping ship, Lincoln Riley. We've talked about it. I blame the NCAA for the early signing period. And now recruiting is a 365 mm -hmm. day a year, you know, sport. Did they reach out to Luke Fickle? 
and say, hey, you know, we'd like you to come aboard now. And he's like, dude, no, I, I mean, I'm going to be in the playoff most likely. I, there's no way I can, you know, there's no way I can take the Notre Dame position right now. Now, is that fair to Luke Fickle? Like, if Luke Fickle was, was the first choice, like, that's ultimately, you know, you know, I, I'd say that's a, you know, point of pride for Luke Fickle to stay and see this thing through. But it kind of sucks for Luke Fickle if that was a job he really wanted and put him in that tough of a decision. Well, I'm, how much how much would you have he, crapped on Luke Fickle if he left Cincinnati right now? Hmm? How much would you have crapped on Luke Fickle if he left I Cincinnati? I would, but I have a question for you. Is the only is the only reason we're bringing up these media are bringing up Luke Fickle is because we're Brian Kelly coaches Cincinnati too? What does that matter? Um, I'm just saying that's a connection, but look what Luke Fickle has done though. When he took yeah, over no, this no, team, Fickle's they were atrocious. No, no, y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Fickle was great, but this narrative of just because Brian Kelly came from Cincinnati, we got Brian. No, we don't. We don't even no, know. I, I don't think Fickle. it's a. Le- I don't think it's a legitimate narrative. And honestly, I, I believe that Luke right. Fickle's a better candidate for the Oklahoma job. Right, for sure. That's no, that's I'm, my I'm, opinion. I'm beefing up with media, though. I'm beefing with the media here. That's fair, and I think it's just one thing to add to the dynamic. Because right. Kelly came from Cincinnati, and but the thing is, is like I mean, and they figure, well, if we can go to the well once and it was successful for a dozen years, maybe we can go to the well again. Right. Well, that's far fetched, but no, I I think Marcus Freeman's going to do a good job. I really do. I think so too. And like a lot of people say, and this might be true, it's one of the easier. Uh, power five, I guess you could say, because they're not really a power five; they're independent. It's one of the easier positions to do. Set your own schedule, dominate it, and you're going to be in playoff discussion every year. Because you're on NBC. Yep, I agree. Not just NBC. The fact that you can literally set your own schedule. That's one of the reasons independents like their freedom, especially one with as big a brand as Notre Dame. Set your own schedule. Right, you know, Crush your teams. Go 11-1 and or 12-0, and and you're in playoff talk every year. I would like to know why NBC always gets them and no, they don't get anybody else besides them. It's like, what is the con? What is that only reason why we care about? It's just so stupid. Why Notre Dame is one of the biggest brands in the country because of NBC. No, even before NBC, like back in the day, there was only about four teams that you could watch play college football. This is before both of us. Like you had, you had basically a USC, you had Notre Dame, you probably had your local team, and uh, like a team like Texas or OU was on. Like there wasn't a ton of brands or Bama. Bama wasn't even a huge on TV as well. They were just dominant. Fair enough. But yeah, yes, Notre Dame is is a brand, and they're they're like the Dallas Cowboys. They have fans everywhere for no reason. All right, how about some thank you NCAA recent thing? What? Oh, super! Wait, do you think the Dallas Cowboys and Notre Dame deserve to have a bunch of fans for what they put on the field every? Freaking year. So you're saying that because I become a fan of a team and then they start sucking, I need to jump ship? Like, I didn't say that. Here. But I'm like, people, I, I don't think the fans are right there. I think I think we're still leeching off the past here. I actually almost, I, I told Beck to publish an article, fun fact here, that I was wondering why the, the only reason the Cowboys get the Thanksgiving game because of, of a 90s thing when the media loved Thanksgiving. Like, I feel like Cowboys – if you were to redo this Thanksgiving contract, would not get the contract. Like, I, I don't care. Nobody around me cares if the Cowboys win or lose. But just because Skip and Stephen A want them to lose, that means everybody wants them to lose now? I think the Cowboys are a very polarizing team. The Cowboys are a very yeah. polarizing team. Because, like, I get, I'll, go, I'll go with this back in the day. You could only really watch the Steelers, the Redskins, the Cowboys, and maybe a couple other teams. Like, so That's my the, point. But it, it, you can do it in any sport. The Yankees have the most fans around the world. The the Cowboys have the most fans in the NFL, and they have the most haters as well. They're 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 attacking teams. USC used to be that way as well. You know, the Dodgers are the same way right now. I mean, these but teams have brands. They're brands. But just because it was a brand 40, 50 years ago does not mean it has to be a brand now. I don't think the new crowd cares as much as people think they do. Oh, I disagree. I don't think Cal- – I'm, I'm just saying. How about some thank you, NCAA? Recent big contracts have are expected to impact NFL coaching deals per agents. Aaron, I disagree. 
because of the job security. Why would you give a guy all this money when he may be gone in two years? What is your take on this? Say that again? Oh, Lord. Why would you give a guy a whole bunch of money like he would in college if he's only going to be there for two years like a Joe Judge or Urban Meyer? So supposedly agents are saying because of all these new college football coaching deals that are huge, NFL coaches are going to start asking for more money. I think it's stupid. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you? First of all, why wouldn't you ask for more money? The situation is is most coaches are going to get a three, four, five-year deal. So the situation is is you're not firing coaches – Firing coaches after two years doesn't happen as frequently as you think it does. Um, the 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 basic the maneuver is is it's as the more money you make. We just talked about this with the lockout in the MLB. The more money that the company brings in, the more that the workers are going to want an entitlement to it. And as much as money as we see the NCAA bring in, double that, and you have the NFL. Actually, maybe even like ten x that, and you have the NFL. The NFL brings in like seven or eight billion dollars a year. So um, I don't see any reason why coaches coming in and taking new head coaching positions wouldn't shoot for the moon because we have what Mel Tucker getting a hundred million with better guarantees, you know, than a, than a college, than a, excuse me, than an NFL coach is. And you might start seeing, you know, all these coordinators go back to college. Does the NFL want to lose their top tier coaching talent? I don't think so. But I mean, like, I feel like but Michigan State can be recognized with Mel Tucker. The like, let's say the, the Detroit Lions are not just gonna bring in a head coach and that's gonna be the guy you recognize. You're gonna recognize the players and the brand. People feel like coaching is a lot more of an iconic figure in college than it is in pro. Right. And so I don't understand like why these agents think, oh well, because they that doesn't mean anything. It's not. That's, it's, that's a whole different story in college to me, for me at least. But here's here's the situation with the NFL. If you start losing good coaches to college football for strictly money reasons, you got to figure fair. out something. And that's a fair point. Maybe they start marketing coaches. Who knows? Maybe the future. It's not even a marketing coaches thing. Like the the most expensive coach. You can look this up for me. Who's the most expensive coach in the NFL? To me, it'd be Bill Belichick. Okay, so what does he make? I don't know. What happened to your microphone? That was random. Hmm. You really sound like you're in a can. So after John Gruden's resignation, Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll are the highest paid coaches in the NFL. John Gruden's an outlier. All right. Well, let's see. So Bill Belichick makes $12.5 million a year. That's pretty good. Is he underpaid? Because he's Bill Belichick, yes, but I mean, I feel like a lot of good coaches should make about nine or ten. I mean, that's a lot of money. I mean, we just look at like Brian Kelly got some. So why are you putting it? Why are you putting a cap on coaches? But you don't care if Pat Mahomes makes forty-five million and takes up a third of his team salary cap. No, I think that's stupid. I, I agree with that. Okay. Well, you have. I'm gonna go down the list here. Belichick, Pete Carroll at eleven million. While that looks over. He went to the postseason 10 out of 11 years and won a Super Bowl and went to another Super Bowl. But I think it's, doesn't like Brian Kelly just make like $10 million himself? So Correct. how much do these guys want? Well, just a little bit more than the guy below him. It's the same with these quarterbacks. Oh, well, Patrick Mahomes signed for $45 million. What's Lamar Jackson going to get? What's the next guy get? What's Dak Prescott going to get? That's what we're at now. Like, this guy makes 9.8. I want 9.9. Like, this is <laughs> this is where we're at now. And – if these coaches, like if Pete Carroll, I mean, Pete Carroll's a bad example. But what if Bill Belichick's like, I'm 67 years old. I need to make a lot of money here before I die. I'm going to go take the Oklahoma job for $19 million a year. Fair point. How about some good by OU? Aaron, some players are entering the transfer portal after Spencer Rydler entered it, after Lincoln Riley's leaving. Bye-bye Sooners, unless they don't make a big signing here soon. Yeah, so it looks like uh, wide receiver Theo Weiss, Jaden Hazelwood, and uh, tight end Austin. I'm going to go with Stogner. It could be Stogner. But, the um, yeah, they've all decided to enter the transfer portal. Now, the question really would be is do they head over to USC? That would be bad. Now That would yeah, be bad. That's the big question. Now, is it 
against the rules? No, but it would look a little shady if you're out over there, you know, clean out your desk and maybe clean out your roster while you're at it. <laughs> well, how about this? Like, what's the point of leaving? You were just going to bring back, bring your other players there. <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> well, you're not. The thing is, Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly, which I don't think a lot of recruits are going to go with Brian Kelly, but the Lincoln Riley's not leaving because the team's bad. He's leaving because the money's better. Now, my question is, would they, did Lincoln ever give a chance to Oklahoma to counter this? I, I don't know. I've never seen anything. I've never seen any evidence one way or the other. It's a fair point. I just feel like, I feel like Lincoln Riley has, has bigger pull than what we once thought. I feel like he's got a pretty big pull on these kids. Because he, he's a young guy, too. Well, I think the uncertainty of, okay, so if Brett Venables comes in and he's the new head coach I like him. of the Oklahoma Sooners, he's a defensive guy. So these offensive guys, two wide receivers and a, and a tight end, what are we going to step into? What if he hires a defensive guy and then he hires a, a, an offensive coordinator that likes to run the triple option? What if Oklahoma becomes a triple option team? Like, why would these wide receivers ever want to be around? <laughs> So why don't I go with Lincoln Riley? I know what offense he runs. I committed to him. And it makes the most sense to just go be a part of Lincoln Riley's system, which is what I committed to, which is what I've been in. Um, You know, he had, uh, what, 530. We said 530 yards and four touchdowns last season uh, in 2020. Excuse me. So why don't I go with what I know instead of waiting to see here what an unknown and why don't I go to L.A. versus living in Oklahoma? <laughs> Leave them alone, but you're right. I don't even know what's in Oklahoma besides tornadoes. I know you. Um, <laughs> Baker will do what? Aaron, the Browns GM, Andrew something, I don't think the last name matters right now, says Baker Mayfield plays best. I've had a bad day. <laughs> Baker Mayfield's going to play his best football ever. After the bye week, I, I think he's calling. I think it's bull crap. Well, it's I say this kind of tongue in cheek. So, if Baker Mayfield plays good football out of the bye week, it might be his best football. <laughs> right. So, to be fair, it's a low bar to be set. Um, what are they like? Five and six right now. What's their uh, What's their standings here? I think it's five and six. I think they are five and six. No, they're six that's and six. Bad. Six and Same six. Thing. So. They get to the bye week. They've got what games to go. If they can go four and one, it's totally plausible that Baker doesn't have to play exceptional football to really just say that he's going to play his best football. <laughs> right. I mean, but he really hasn't thrown the ball much either. When it makes it that much worse that he's playing this bad. Yeah, they do have a tough schedule down the line. I mean, they have Ravens out of the bye, Raiders, Packers, Steelers, Bengals. No. So he's but he's gonna have to play some good football because that's that's a tough schedule going down the line. There's no cupcake. I mean, maybe the Steelers, but it's a divisional game, and who knows? The Steelers might still be in it if they have a nice little growth spurt in the win column. I have a question for you, D. I, do you think Browns make the playoffs? I don't think they do. Based on the way they've been playing and looking at this schedule, I can't see it. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the barrel of like at best a nine and eight season. I don't know if that gets it done here in the AFC. It's really tough. I think Colts might so, jump. I think a lot of teams are going to jump them. I mean, right now they're the 12 seed Ugh. behind the, uh, just the, the wild card, Bills and Chargers. Then you have the Raiders, Broncos, Colts, and then you have the Steelers ahead of them as well by virtue of that tie. Um, so, so yeah, we're, we're fighting for two spots here. I, I don't know. I mean – you already have the Bengals as a wild card team as well. So I, that's no, I'm going to say no, they don't make the playoffs. Adrian Pearson signed with the Seahawks to the practice squad. Not much here to start. I talk about it. Any thoughts on this besides desperation? Um. Well, this, yeah, this is pretty much just, this is the Marshawn Lynch thing that you were talking about. Let's put him on a team <laughs> let him have a swan song. Uh, I mean, if he can help out, great. If he can't, uh, I mean, we don't expect him to do anything. I mean, he signed to the practice squad at this point. So, uh, yeah, there's nothing really here. <laughs> if you or a loved one suffers from loyalty to podcasts that cost too much money, 
you both may be listening to the wrong thing. Go to amdrive.online toll-free to see just how cheap and easy it is to support this show. That's amdrive.online, where you'll comfortably find $26 hoodies, $21 tumblers, $16 shirts, and $13 mugs. I am a paid spokesman. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're only a paid spokesman when they buy them, though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Thursday night football preview here. Good Lord, what a show. Um, Cowboys and Saints. This game, we're going to see Amari Cooper. Taysom Hill's getting his big break. I don't know what that's worth. Skip Bayless says Micah Parsons will win the defensive player of the year. <laughs> um, Aaron, the line on this one is now five and a half and 47 and a half is a total per betus.com code one, two OZ for bonuses. Huh. I like Cowboys minus five and a half. Well, I have bad news for you then. The line has now moved up to six since what? we started the show. Yeah, I'm looking at BetUS right here. The line is now six, and the total is now down to 47. This game is weird. I, I it's, it's a hard one for me to look at here because Taysom Hill is, while he's not a brand-new quarterback, he's, better, he's a better option than Simeon because he can throw the ball and run the ball, albeit he doesn't throw the ball well. But he adds an, an element of surprise because I think that his running ability is going to be implemented into the game plan here. Ah, that being said, do I love the Saints? I don't love the Saints. No, I mean, at plus six uh-huh. points. It's not, you know my theory, and ultimately you'll know my pick. But 47, I think I like a teaser spot in here, but I'm probably going to lay off the teaser. Or I'm just an idiot, and I'll probably bet the teaser later. Coach McCarthy, no, it won't be on the sidelines. He has COVID-19. We have Taysom Hill and probably Alvin Kamara. We have Amari Cooper back. CeeDee Lamb is supposed to play. He's not on the injury report, but now you have Michael Gallup out. You realize these three haven't played a snap together all season. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry. They played two snaps together in the first week of the season. But since then, they have not played together all season. Um, That being said, I like primetime dogs getting more than three points. I'm going to take the Saints in this one, plus six. Are you going to sprinkle a little bit of salt bay on the money line? No salt bay. No, I. Uh, oh, boo! Oh, you know what? Yeah, screw it. I'm getting two to one on my money. I'll throw. I'll throw a little salt bay on the money line there. <laughs> but if I had to find a teaser option, I'd probably go New Orleans. I'd probably take like a seven point teaser. New Orleans plus thirteen, and then over forty. Now, betting the over in these primetime games hasn't been successful, but I do feel like there's a lot of weapons on both sides of the offense here that can get this thing pushed over forty. But I'm not going to touch the total. Just give me New Orleans plus six. And the money line. And a little on the money line, sure. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it here for the AM Drive. Any last words about this show? We had a jam-packed show. We had college football. We had NFL. We had MLB lockout talk. Even a little basketball to start the show. Anything you want to say to all the fans here? Yeah, I'm proud of Brady Quinn for calling out Brian Kelly being classless because it's from a player's perspective. Albeit, he might just be saying that for Fox Sports, but I think he's got a point. If I'm a college player and my coach leaves me high and dry, I hope he burns. Okay, well, that's fair. I'll, I'll, I'll engage that for just 10 seconds here because you all these guys seem to leave coaches high and dry when they enter the transfer portal with no uh, concern for their teams. So, Whoa! Salt Bay. it's just the ncaa is becoming a no commitment no commitment kind of league and i'm fine with it whatever follow the money follow the playing time fine with me you want player empowerment you want coach empowerment i'll be there in uh, august i'll be there in august to watch you guys play again all right so for that being said i'll wrap it up here please support our sponsors by visiting mike and aaron drive.com click on the dedicated affiliate links that is Pick'em Wars, that is BetUS, that is Popple, that is Buttercloth, that is Vice Golf, that is Fanatics, and many more. If you guys want to sponsor our show, please email us at 12ozamdrive at gmail.com. We'd love to feature your product, service, or promote you guys on our show. And uh, so also visit us on the socials at TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Where are those located, Mike? Right above your head. There it is. So happy Thursday to you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day. We will see you guys for Friday Championship Football Frenzy. 
and we will be previewing college football championship games and the NFL as well. For Michael Carvelis, I am Aaron Crouch. We appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. We'll catch you tomorrow on Friday. It's the AM Drive. Drive safe.